Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Scott, thank you so much for joining me again on my chai sessions. I've got my cuppa. <laughs> yep. Fail at the first hurdle there. I just sneeze. Sorry. I just That's came okay. up. I, I will drink enough for the both of us. Um, so third time we've sat down um, for a chat um, on one of these chai sessions. So I kind of feel that actually you don't need any introduction, but just in case there's somebody out there that hasn't met you yet, um, Scott is the um, director and co-founder of Still Point Yoga London, has his own podcast, um, Still Points, and like a travelling Wilbury, is a yoga teacher who is invited to teach all around the world. And in fact, when we were messaging yesterday, he was about to step on a plane. Um, very kindly replied to me anyway. So... We were just chatting before hitting record there, and this is the sixth time that Scott's going to visit us here at Merchant City Yoga in Glasgow um, out of seven years. And that one year that we didn't make it happen was little thing, lockdown, COVID, kind yeah. of got in the way a little bit. Yeah. But six visits, so I'm really delighted um, to welcome you back. Now, when I was looking back over those six years and the descriptions and everything that we've done together, the one thing that kept popping out at me was in every title, or if it wasn't in the title, it was in at least the first sentence or two of the introduction, um, was a mindful approach to Ashtanga Yoga. And I thought that would be a really nice place to start this conversation. What is a mindful approach to Ashtanga Yoga? And, and how does that influence your approach to your practice and to your teaching? Um, well, first of all, thank you again for continuing to invite me. I have this uh, on the chai sessions, but also to Glasgow because um, I have, I think I said this before, but I have this amazing long-term affiliation with Glasgow that goes back 30 years. Wow. Well, I've been coming to Glasgow and, and I just seem to seem to be returning or coming through it or going somewhere else or working here. So actually to be coming, um, I remember right at the beginning when I, when I started um, work, I was an apprentice electrician and I came up and worked for about three months in Glasgow in the late 80s. <laughs> it's a lot different then. 
Yeah, a little bit. So that would have been a right hooey. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're, our voices really stood out. Our South London voices. Yeah. <laughs> That's to be quite careful. Anyway, so over the years, I've just had this, um, this affiliation. And uh, so to be able to come and teach with like, with you in Merchant City has just always been, feels like a proper privilege, like a real kind of, it's almost like the center of my year or one of the, the, the grounds of my year is coming to, to you. One, because I love coming to Glasgow and two, because um, you just got the most amazing, fun people who come. Your, yours is the only workshop where I get heckled <laughs> and that isn't if anyone watching this isn't suddenly you can start heckling me it's not that's, it's not permission but it's 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 heckling with love yeah totally yeah 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 i remember saying to roseanne i said are you are you heckling me because then then i have to give comebacks and stuff like that but it's like all done with love but it's the nature of and the spirit of your studio which is that quality it's that kind of uh the the relationship which i think's um it's really special to me. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. So, um, you so know, there's, yeah, there's humor and curiosity. Yeah. Humor and curiosity yeah. both work really well together. <laughs> um, so asking your question about the, uh, the mindful approach, I think to be honest, I've, you know, always, you know, why I've been practicing Ashtanga now for 22 years. Um, and like when we began, uh, you do, you get really stuck in and it's just this beautiful kind of fluid um, form of yoga. Um, but I was, I think my initial, um, I, it wasn't like placed as a word mindful, but I was very aware of like my body because of my teacher. I was a teacher, John Scott. And then recently you had Lucy there. She was one of my teachers in the yeah, first, she was decade of the, yeah. the first decade. And these teachers implanted in me in, the, the, in that first decade of the millennium when we were learning this um, quality of noticing rather than just kind of pushing through the practice, pulling they asked us to be aware of what we were doing to a certain point. And that was, as that's always been the kind of um, lens from which I've observed my own practice from the beginning. Um, but also like was instilled, it was instilled in me through my teachers to be able to watch and observe the people who come to my classes and study. Um, so it's not just, um, the postures and adjustments for um, for their own sake. There's a quality um, that we are trying to um, notice within ourselves. And then, uh, to cut long story short, I started practicing and studying deeply mindfulness probably around about ten years ago. Uh, and once I started to look at the mindful teachings in the Dharma. Um, and then really started to study the Yoga Sutra and see that, like, you know, we're practicing Ashtanga Yoga, you know, mm. Ashtanga Yoga, aliens, all that. And we know that stuff. But actually see, well, what does it mean to practice in relationship to what's being, like, like, like asked us to, to notice, which is like Ashtanga Yoga, the eight limbs. But how do we, 
how do we practice in a way that observes that quality, right? Uh, and at the same time as we're practicing Hatha Yoga, it's kind of this balance between Hatha Yoga, Raja Yoga, it kind of like, we're not going to go into that, but there's a mix of these qualities. And once I started studying the mind, uh, mindfulness teachings of um, the four foundations, it made me look and see how we could, um, how we could bring an awareness about how we practiced. And rather than kind of, the system is beautiful, right? The system of Shtanga Yoga, I love it and passionate about it. But um, it's very progressive, right? But in its nature, it is about the present moment. So it's about this one breath, what you notice in this one breath, and, and what you do in relationship to noticing what you're noticing in that one breath. So if you look at the counted method, my teacher, John, used to teach us, but he still is, like really, really kind of full on about this is the count. This is what your, your count is, what's like controlling and like helping to evolve the mind and keep it focused. And then when I really looked at that, I said, but what is it that we're counting? And we're counting each, we're counting a breath, but we're counting a breath awareness. And what is the awareness that we're, that we're noticing? Is that the awareness of the, when we looked at the mindfulness um, teachings, the mindfulness teachings are telling you to be aware of everything. To be, when, you, when you're, aware, you're aware of the body, you're aware of your feelings, you're aware of your mind, and you're aware of how those things then evolve. So it asks you the question, what do you notice right now? And what I discovered is like when I placed this inquiry when on my own practice, nothing changed too much apart from my ability to really notice what was going on rather than just pushing through, jumping through, there's Ekum, Dre, Trini, that kind of thing. It was Ekum, but more with an openness and a quality of attention. So nothing changed too much, but everything changed. Because what it was, it was a leap that I took to notice the awareness of my movement, the awareness of my feelings, the awareness of how I was receiving information through like understanding, understanding and experiencing the moment. So the mindful approach or the mindful approach I've kind of not developed, but I've said I've laid on top of this practice is to say, here's the practice of Ashtanga Yoga, whatever it is, whether you're like a beginner, whether you're doing the full primary, intermediate or any of the advanced or any of, of the, the sequencing in whatever way you do it. But how can you bring an attentiveness, an awareness to it, um, an openness that in any moment helps you to make choices around how you, uh, how you move or how you, how you step, how you do the next thing. And what it, what it showed me is like, when you get to working, for example, with something like discomfort, maybe not an injury, but a discomfort, someone would say to me, oh, I've got, uh, I've got, I've got pain in my knee. And what that pain in when the knee will stop them doing is like putting the leg in a certain way. And I'll say to them, what does that pain mean? And they'll say, well, when, what do you mean? I'll say, well, when I'm, when I move my leg here, this, this, 
there's a pain, there's a discomfort. And I'm like, okay, so what happens? So then we take someone out of pain and then we begin to understand how to move differently. So what you're doing is you're being mindful of the process of discomfort when it's on and when it's off. And what you're trying to do is use that awareness of that feeling of discomfort and use it as a mechanism to understand the rest of the body. So if I'm moving in a certain way and I pull, pull my leg in, there's a pain. But if I stop and I move my leg another way, there's not a pain. Or I move my ankle or I move my hip or I relax my hip or I move my leg. So what it's doing, what, the, what a mindful approach is helping us to do is to say, what does that sensation tell me? What is it helping me? What's it saying to me? And like, for example, a pain that comes on and comes off is just something we might need to be noticing elsewhere. So it's about it's what comes up for you, what you experience, and then how you act. And the mindful approach is just this way of new way of being able to understand whatever you're noticing, whatever you're feeling in relationship to that one breath, that one count in that moment. And so what I found is it's like, you know, over the, what I found for myself and for people who come to practice with me is that it's created a more openness and a more open approach to the way they practice, meaning they don't push and pull, they feel their way into the poses. We're trying mm -hmm. to see how the, the alignment is based on the way that we move and sense our way in and out of a position. Yeah, so, I mean, that speaks to me of helping people who are practising with you find their own intelligence around practice. It's helping give them back some autonomy. But actually, at the same time, in doing that, you're cultivating that communication and relationship, aren't you? Like So it's, it's then a a dialogue because you don't know what they're experiencing in each and every moment that's for them but in the room with them you're having to kind of tap into that intelligence yeah. a little bit so it, I guess just thinking out loud then it speaks to that individualized approach as well, well which isn't new at all yeah I mean <laughs> in my experience of, of working with lots of people over the years, it's all individual. Mm. I mean, we, we wherever we, however we look, however we think it, we we have this practice, and it's the same. We follow, we follow the same. We follow the even you when you teach your mice, or you get people to follow the same trajectory. You know, it's pretty much set now. It's not changed for a long, long time. I don't think there's going to be any more new poses put in and stuff. No. But what we're trying, but what does change is the individual that's practicing it. Um, and, this, and, and that's changing all the time as well. Like you, us as people are changing. We're evolving as like, as we age, we're never the same person as we practice. We're always like, 
we're different today than we were yesterday. We're bringing, and we're understanding that. We're bringing that awareness to it. And what we, what we also want to understand is we'll be doing, we're doing this practice. If we're, if we're really into this, we're doing this practice for the rest of our lives. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a version of it, right? Yeah. So there is no rush, right? There's no, what we have, we're able to do is to, what happens in my workshops, like today I'm in Leipzig, in Germany and this morning I we spent three hours we well, the mindful approach workshop is spending in this regard in this um uh this particular workshop is we spend an hour sitting doing guided meditation and pranayama so that when we and then we go into our self-practice so when we go into our self-practice we've done some deep awareness practices. We've understand, we look feeling how the breath moves in us. And then from there, hopefully that tells us then how we can move that day. And it, it tells each person what, what, what's coming up for them. You know, we, what, what the really, as I've like developed over the years of my understanding of things, there's this been, I've looked at the sutras, right? And more and more it talks about um, ways we can hold ourselves as we practice, okay? How can we hold ourselves um, in an open way as we practice? And this is a really important thing because when we focus, not this focus, can be really kind of like in, in intense focus where the sutras talk about how intensity of practice and there's an intense focus, but we can focus with an intense softness, right? And so there's this, um, is, there's this sutra 114 and this is the kind of like where the mindful approach is going now, where, it's, where Batanzi talks about practice is a dedicated thing that happens over a long period of time right it just and that's the thing it's a long period of time we're going to do this for a long period of time and hopefully by the end of it we'll all be enlightened i mean that's why we're all practicing (laughs) (laughs) enlightenment is it but there's a really key word in there that it's kind of quite quiet but when you look at it it suddenly magnifies it it's called sakara and the word sakara has a translation as reverence. So you're practicing with reverence. But also if you spin it again, you look at it and you unpack the word, it also means care. So you're practicing with diligence for a long period of time, but with care. Mm. So once you start to look and see these kind of little, um, these little like nuggets that are there, like the 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 sutra 120 talks like the word smriti is in there which is the term mindfulness and you're practicing with faith energy mindfulness those three practice together or study together leads to samadhi which leads to wisdom that's the evolution of practice so right there it's saying being practicing with mindfulness is practicing coming back to to taking care of yourself to being being in being practicing with reverence is placing yourself at the center of the practice with care now all of the dharma teachings is about compassion is about love so you're placing your you're placing this 
sense of yourself at the heart of it, the heart of practice. So the mindful approach is, and the way that I teach is trying to get people to sense and see that openness that they have, the way they can find a bit more lightness in the way that they see themselves and they move using the breath, using sensation and trusting, learning to trust what they feel. A lot of my time is spent helping people to just relax. And as they relax when they're practicing, ironically, the postures become more open and are discovered. So yeah. the mindful approach has been, I, I can't develop, like I've, I've moved into this kind of like lens because the progression of Ashtanga is still this kind of movement through like, but we take the intensity out of it, which can be there and we soften it. So we are still moving with, with, with the Tristana method, but it's much more as if, it's if we're harnessing the way, very way the breath moves us and we're following that. Yes. And so it's kind of, it's a little bit of a leap, um, but it, it, it does, it does work. And it does like, I've seen people, a lot of people in a very short period of time shift the way they notice things and feel things. Yeah, because I mean, there's, there's definitely a temptation with a method like Ashtanga, which does have a framework. Like you see, it is progressive. There is the count to get very caught up in that and like you see that that kind of brings on that that pushing yourself through or feeling that you're having to be pulled through it um without paying much attention to where you are and and everything you've said there about the this kind of mindful approach it it's simply paying attention yeah and for me that that's where the yoga trains us for everything that's out there like you know going about our everyday lives with a little bit more attention a little bit more care being a little bit more soft and open a little bit more curious um, and yeah. navigating just a little bit with a little bit more skill everything's about relationship everything yeah. about we could yeah. understand one of my what well, i i like i um uh, translate yoga in some ways as relationship or a old teacher of mine michael stone used to say intimacy which is one of my favorite um ways of exploring the meaning of yoga is intimacy the relate the way that things intimately are always interdependent of each other um yeah. and so there's this when you understand that you you what would it's almost like we're trying to overcome the body. But we also have to, like asana is about this, this thing about this practice. We're trying to push, push, push. Um, with a book to what consequence? There's a there's there's a sensitivity that we're trying to uncover, which is the sensitivity of the physical realm. You know, the first foundation of mindfulness is the fact that you have a body and exist it exists as a body. Yes. And once you, you take all the weight and try and take all the stories you have 
away and say what is actually going on here and then within that within that body then the second foundation says that you feel in that body you either feel you feel in two ways you feel uh, in with a positive way you feel feel in a negative way and you feel indifferently and you're all the time this is how the body exists you know and then from there you have a mind that processes that and the mind goes because i feel that that means this occurs and it's kind of very very closely linked you know to um to the sutra you know, this is the way Batanzi talks about the way our, the way we see things as objects and the way we hold on to stories. And then the fourth foundation of mindfulness is then because of you, because you have a body, because you have feelings, because you have a mind, then you act. Then you've got these other things that are there, the emotions come up, you know, then you'd have, you're happy, you're sad, you have all these other things. And from there, you, you live and you move in the world. So that it gets from it gets subtler, it goes from gross to subtle. In every moment, right, like right now, we're experiencing ourselves. In as and we can and we're learning to experiencing ourselves in as open a way as possible. Yoga is just shining a light on awareness shining a light on experience shining a light on how what's tense what's not tense what's where's your mind what's tense in your mind what's not tense in your mind a tense hip can be a tense tension in the mind of a story about the hip as well a tense hip can just be a tense hip and there can be an openness who don't who knows but what we're trying to see is to go what does tension mean what does space mean what's relaxation mean we're going through this process of discovery. And so what also we look at is the Shtanga Yoga method, like a meditation practice, being a formal study of inquiry. Once you, once you see it, you're kind of, you're, under, you're trying to understand freedom of movement. You know, the kind of, the, the, when we talk about, or when Joyce used to talk about the Ujjayi breath, he used to say free breathing. And to be able to breathe freely, you have to experience the sense of freedom. Mm. Your mind is open. Your body is, is relaxed and alive. And then when you breathe freely, your body moves. You follow. You're, you're, kind, of, you're kind of energizing. And so this idea of, um, if we look at Stirasuka, it's this beautiful balance between being steady and being spacious. One of my favorite, the, the translation of uh, Sukha I love the most is good space. Yes. Good space. We're trying to breathing into this good space of our body. We're trying to explore spaciousness. And so the very way you're under, trying to understand spaciousness is understand how the spaciousness of your arms move, your fingers move, your, your, your spine, your hips, your knees, and how it all works out together in relationship to the steadiness of it. So we have, we have this kind of like physical body, which is made up of muscles and bones and connectivity. And at the same time, there's the energy that moves it. And the space is that even though we're kind of this physical thing, which is bones and 
we were, we were, we were able to move it with openness and an awareness. And so the mind, the mind, the being mindful about it is experiencing it as movement, as free, as a free space, free moving through space, and encouraging and seeing how the breath encourages the feeling of spaciousness to continue to be noticed. And so when we come back to that idea of you know discomfort, you're not in discomfort, and then you are. How do, you, how do you find that balance between playing with the space when you're not in discomfort and where things... And so this, this thing around intelligence is key. I think, like, that is what I want for everyone is to... Well, what my teachers wanted for me, really, which was, like, to be independent, to be able to feel and sense... Um, it's like the... When we, when we, what we're trying to notice is the fields of awareness. If we look at the senses or the gates from the mind to the outside world, they're all just fields. I have a field of sound. I have a field of sight. I have a field of taste. I have a field of, of, of touch. Um, and, and the mind is a, all of these things are fields, but we kind of, we say, this is this and this and this. And we're just coming back to just exploring what it means to notice fully what it what it means to be human so the practice of ashtanga yoga is asking you to feel and notice the expression of the in-breath and what happens if you move with openness and then as you exhale into a forward bend if you follow that exhale and you move with openness and then all the way every asana is built on that kind of principle of how open can you feel where are you forcing? How can you soften? If you soften, how do you then lift? The whole thing is really stunning. Really stunning. We could talk for hours. I'm just keeping a wee eye on our time now because I know you're a bit, you are limited with time. So I think that might be a very lovely thing because could talk on for hours. Um, don't get me wrong. You'll be back on the chai session. <laughs> um but ahead of your visit this year, um, you've introduced, so we've got three workshops with you. We've got a mindful approach to Ashtanga. We've got Ashtanga yoga um, as an embodied practice. So I think you've spoke to both of those mm. workshops where we've been chatting there. But the third workshop is a yoga clinic. So new to us here, I thought it would be helpful for you to talk a little bit about what that is and, and how it works for people. Um, so how often do you get to go to a yoga workshop and ask and come loaded with questions about your practice that you can just ask? <laughs> so there's, there's exactly. So what it is, is like there's an open field of you've got any question to do with philosophy, to do with yoga, to do with asana, to do with anything. And we come and we, and you can ask and we can discuss it, we can look at it. And so a yoga clinic, rather than just an asana clinic, a yoga clinic looks, looks to anyone's practice of yoga, any concerns, any questions they have, and not only do 
they come they come and not only do they ask not only do i consider it and hopefully come up with an answer that's or some kind of um answer that's helpful but also everyone else gets to hear and consider it and gets to help as well um it's been part okay. of like over my on, online on my online community over the last three years we've done a saturday yoga clinic and it's just a really beautiful way to connect with others like you i would say to you oh judy yeah well, so um yeah i've got this thing going on in my knee when i do this uh, and then what we will do is we'll stop and i go well what is it that you do with your knee and then we'll stop and we'll look and so rather than kind of say oh uh this is how we're going to do this workshop it's organic you bring right. something and because you bring something we can look at it and in real time have a workshop on that particular thing so it's kind of like this very um, spontaneous but alive um, interaction between all of us because then like what you'll say to you all oh, right so you I've got Julie I've got pain here <coughs> um, and you'll say well, why don't you try this and this and someone else will say yeah I've got a pain there but like I do this and so suddenly right. we have this kind of really lovely interaction where we're learning and, and, and connecting with each other and so it's this live um, uh, like workshop where we suddenly explore all the possibilities of what someone's particular question is. <laughs> That's so lovely because everybody then learns from everybody else. And also I'm, the source, I'm the source of the question. But also, I'm not the obvious. I'm not just the obvious answer. The answer comes from all over the place. And I'll say, yeah. I always say when I do it online, I'll say, "Well, this is what I think." But does anyone else got something they want to share that might be helpful? And always, there'll be another voice come in and go, "Yeah, well, I, that's happened to me, or I've got this, or I knew someone." And so suddenly, we got this kind of what workshops need are interaction. And people being able to kind of share and help. And it's kind of, it's when there's, when there's like, um, I'm at the front, but I'm not, I don't want to be the hierarchy. It's almost like I want it to be this kind of conduit of connection of which yeah, and I can be like, I can harness something. Yeah. So the yoga clinic is literally that bring, bring a question or bring something that you want, that you want to ask and we'll explore it in the time that we have. Lovely. It's also really rooted in the reality of everyone's day-to-day -day practice. Yeah, it has to as be. Well. Yeah, it it's not big and fancy, the stuff we pull out once in a while. It's it's real kind of the, the nitty-gritty. Of exactly, it has to be. It's, it can be it has to be about you and what's, what's going on. Um, yeah, and because so that's what's from... alive. That's what's alive. You know, I could, uh, you know, I, I, I would rather do that than do a jump through workshop or something like that. Because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're asking people to bring what they can, what they want to know. Yeah, what what friction they've got going on just now, and and um, also means people can ask questions without worrying that they should be very intellectual, highbrow, or very deep and searching because that's not 
that's not it. I mean, obviously, people want to bring those questions. That's fine. Yeah. But that's that's not it. You, they don't have to be incredibly smart or clever. No, questions. I mean, there is. There were no. There were no. There were no silly questions. All questions are valid. No such thing as a silly question. There's no there? such thing as a silly question. There was just a question someone asks, and you go, hmm, let me think about that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Scott will be here, 2nd to the 4th of February, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three morning Mysore's, three very special workshops. Scott, I can't wait. And like I said to you before we hit record, cannot believe it's been a year I know. Right? <laughs> just how? How? What's going on? It's these, I yeah. think it's just, well, that is what it is. <laughs> We just do it. We'll still do it when we're like in 20 years' time. <laughs> and we'll still be going, oh my God, how is that a year? How, know, how are we yeah. still? Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much. You're absolutely welcome. Finished my cuppa for both of us. And I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. Thank you so much for taking some course, time out. Always. Whenever you want to chat, I'm always up for it, Judy. Oh, always want to chat. Geek out on some yoga. Thank you. Thank you, lovely. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. I'll see you here next time.